Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God. Um, praise God for um, um, my husband, Pastor Rasan. Um, you know, he's been a little under the weather, so uh, he asked me to um, speak, and I'm excited about it. Really am, because when really, you know, that surface reading that we do, Sometimes, yeah, I'm a scam, I'm going to read a little bit. But when you ask to speak, you really start studying out things. And it's like, you know, okay, wait, let me look this up. Let me look that up. And it's not just, okay, let me read a psalm and then go to bed. <laughs> so sometimes we got to get into the Word and study it. So the title of my message is, Whose Side Are You On Anyway? So whose side are you on anyway? There are only two sides. God are Satan. So whose side are you on? Which kingdom do you belong to? God's kingdom or Satan's kingdom? Which kingdom are you operating out of? God's kingdom or Satan's kingdom? So when you, when you just make it just basic and just simple like that in your everyday walk and the things that you're doing, just think about it. Wait, is this benefiting the kingdom of God or is this benefiting Satan's kingdom? When I respond back to you in a, a negative way, which kingdom am I operating in? You know, and it's an individual thing. You know, and so let's look at the scriptures here. Let's turn to Matthew. casting out a demon from an individual that was blind, mute, and he healed this individual. But when they heard about what Jesus had done, this fellow does not cast out demons except from Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? If I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judge. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Amen? Amen. So which kingdom are you in? So Jesus is saying, when you divide it against one another, that kingdom won't stand. So we have to pick a side. Whose side are you on? We do what we do because we love Jesus. And we desire to see his, his commandments and his kingdom on this earth. We want to please him. We don't do things for competition. I'm not trying to outdo you. We're on the same team. Amen. So why am I competing with you? If I'm competing with you, I'm operating in my flesh. I'm not operating in the spirit. So Pastor Rasan um, spoke about the works of the flesh. 
But let's review some of the things that's there. So go to Galatians 5. He stayed there for a while. And he basically talked about um, sexual immorality. And he kind of went into detail about that. But when you turn to Galatians 5, um, verse 19, we're going to go through it again and just look at some of the works of the flesh. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I so told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you won't inherit the kingdom of God when you operate in the flesh. But we want the kingdom of God to come. Matthew 6 and 10, I'll just read it. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it, in, it is in heaven. So this is, the, this is the mystery about the kingdom. Because we're trying to go to the kingdom, future tense, but Jesus is saying you can have present tense as well. So it's something that you can have and it, that's going to come to pass, and then it's something you can have right now. How deep is that? <laughs> that you can have the kingdom now. Amen. That you can operate in the kingdom now. And the ways to be out of the kingdom is the workings of the flesh. But we want the kingdom to be manifested. So when the scripture says that when Jesus did something by the finger of God, it's the kingdom. So when we want healing, we want deliverance, then we got to operate in the kingdom. And we can't operate in the works of the flesh. Because when we operate in the works of the flesh, we're in another kingdom. So it's, it's something that we have to do always. It's something that we have to kind of check ourselves. The scripture says, examine your own self. Work out your own soul salvation. If you know you're doing these things, it's up to you to make a change. Not anyone else. It's blocking you. And I don't want to be blocked. I want the kingdom of God to be manifested on earth. You know, Jesus, they said to him, teach us how to pray. Your will be done. So it's not that God has not given us these things or the ability to get there. We're blocking it. We're, we're, we're the ones that are blocking the kingdom from coming down. And he shows us clear and plain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some things because when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing this. Oh my God. That's all, oh, I can't be doing this because I need God to work out some things. So I can't be operating like this. You know, I'm transparent. I'm going to tell you. Um, we want to be able to see people healed, set free, demon possessed to be healed. So then we got to operate in this kingdom. Amen? Amen. So let's look at um let's look at Luke chapter eleven. Luke eleven. Let's go there. Alright, so like I said, you know, 
Now it came to pass, and this is, he was praying in a certain place, and when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John has taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. All right, let's drop down to 20. I just want to make sure we understand that. Um, that we want the kingdom to come here now and be manifested. And as I mentioned, you want the finger of God to touch down and heal situations. When you see people dealing with sickness, disease, you know, we need the finger of God. And we don't want to block that. We don't ever want to be the person that's stopping God from doing what he wants to do. And verse 20 says... But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of God has come. Present tense. Here and now. You know, a lot of us want to think, when I get to heaven, when I get there. When No, now. <laughs> Present tense. You know, God is, is, is wanting to do something at this particular time. So we have to understand what can block that flow. What can stop the kingdom from flowing the way it should be here on earth. And that takes us back to Galatians. As I mentioned, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's right there. It says it. If we do those things, that we would not inherit. But when you're reading that, do you truly understand, okay, yeah, I don't do this. I, I, I don't do adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I can check these boxes off. So the scripture says, flee from sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside of the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. So you sin against your own body when you're doing these things. But there are interpersonal sins that we need to talk about and that we need to break down. And I'm going to do that. So idolatry. So the worship of idols. So you can, an idol can be a person, a thing, something that you greatly admire, um, something that you reverence, you revere. And sometimes when you get that word, Reverend Jones, Reverend Smith, and you put what? A pastor, a reverend, in a position and you start idolizing them. You're blocking yourself from the kingdom. And you don't even know you're doing it. You don't do that. You don't put anything... A star, a superstar, a pet, a family member before God. That's right. Amen. So don't put anything there. Contentions. This is where I've been wrong. You know, um, and I'm praying to God to help me. It's a heated disagreement. That's what the word contention means. A heated disagreement. So how easy is it to look at the words fornication, idolatry, uncleanness, and, say, and check those off and say, hey, I don't do those things. But how about contention? How about a heated disagreement? This is, this is so good, guys. Look at Jude. Turn to Jude 1 and 9. There's only one chapter, but look at 9. Because we want to do things, what? The kingdom way. We want to do it the way God wants us to do it. Not the human way. Not the world way, but God's way. Jude 1 and 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, 
angel in contending for contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses dare not bring against him a reviling accusation but said the Lord rebuke you revile criticize in an abusive and angrily insulting manner you always do this you all we always got <laughs> in a marriage you always do this why are you always doing this so when you revile someone you in your flesh when you go, you always. Ah, when you criticize that mate, when you criticize that co-worker, oh, that boss is always like that. No. Let's look at the archangel. How did Michael handle it? He didn't do that. The Lord rebuked you. No, you don't have to go to your mate and say, the Lord rebuke you. <laughs> you don't have to do it that way. But Proverbs 20 and 22, and you don't have to turn there. Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. Be quiet sometimes. You don't have to respond back. You don't have to come and say something back to him and say, you know, negative, derogatory comments. Because the kingdom is gone now. The kingdom of God. You're in another kingdom. You're in a whole other kingdom. And you want the kingdom of God because you want peace. And you are out of peace. And do, do we know this? You know, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know, God, this just blows my mind. Because we're reading scriptures and we just, we're just glassing over these things. But we're not taking it to heart. And when you spend time with God, he'll deal with you. He'll tell you, you know, you, you, you're doing this. You know? It's not about the person that, you know, oh, well, God, you know, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. And I'm going to read a scripture where someone did that. You know, but God wants us to examine ourselves. Examine yourselves. Because what you're doing when you're, the enemy wants us to be ignorant. He wants us not to know when we're doing things that, are, that go against the word of God. Because in that ignorance, it stops the flow of God. Amen? So, jealousies. You know, you know being jealous feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and their advantages. So someone's done well, you congratulate them. You don't, uh, in your heart, be jealous of them. And those are the hidden sins. Those are the things that you have in your heart, but you don't realize they're stopping and there's the flow of God. Amen? Yeah. So selfish ambitions. So, selfishness. So when you talk about being selfish, that's lacking consideration for others. Concerned chiefly about your own personal benefits and your pleasures. And then ambitious. Strong desire to do or achieve something, typically requiring determination and hard work. So you would say, we're going to build this church and we, we don't care. We're going to just build it and we're going to do this. That's selfish ambition. That's selfish ambition. We're waiting on God to build this church. That's not us. He fills, the, he fills this church, not us. We don't come after people with our selfish intents. We don't do that. Because we're going to do what? Stay in the kingdom. Whose side are you on anyway? Amen. Whose side are you on? God or Satan? It's only two. There's no other way. Victoria. And dissensions. 
So, so like I said, when you break these words down and you look at these words, you understand we operate in them. I operate in it. And I don't want to. I don't want to and God doesn't want us. That's why the scripture is there. The scripture is there to help us. Because, like I said, the enemy wants us to be ignorant. So when we're operating these things, they block us from the things that God wants to flow through us. So dissension, that word means disagreement that leads to discord. So, so I want you to give me discord, Victoria. What does that sound like? <laughs> discord. <laughs> I want discord again. <laughs> so disagreement between people. So like my husband. Give me discord. I want to go this way. You want to go this way? Give me discord. Keep, give it to me hard. Discord. You made it real low. Turn it up, Victoria. I want to hit discord. So you're arguing. you fussing. Discord. He doesn't want that. You, you know, there, there, there is something to be said about music. Music does help. But music with discord doesn't help. It makes you irritated. It irritates you. And so just imagine in your home, and I'm staying on husband and wife, forgive me, we're fighting. It's an irritation to God. When these two people, I have put them together to work together, you're fighting and there's discord. It's a disagreement. And, you know, it's a lack of harmony. Give me harmony, Victoria. Give me harmony again. I love you. We work together. That's harmony. And the gift of sex brings connection in a marriage. And that's why that gift is there. That's why he created that. Because it puts that two body together. So you fighting about whatever. Harmony again, Victoria? We need to pray about our kids. Harmony again? Pray. Get it again, Victoria? We need to pray about the finances. All the things that you have going on, then your prayers can go up. Then they go up. Versus that discord, which is like, what are they doing? I put them together to love one another. What are they doing? And so you have to learn the importance of working together. Amen? Amen. And envy. You know, thank you, Victoria. <laughs> so feeling um, discontented or resent, resentful, uh, longing, for someone else's possessions, you see someone has something, you don't know how they got that. You know, envy. We shouldn't be doing that. Desire to have something that someone else's have. You know, when you have that inside of you and no one knows that you're dealing with that, go to God. Amen. Go to Him and say, God, I need yeah. to get this out of me. Yeah. I know this does not line up with what you want me to have in me. Can you help me to get this out? Amen. Have that conversation Amen. with Him. You know, we are all human beings. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. Amen. And he knows that no good thing dwells in us. Mm -hmm. But it's up to us to be honest, to yes. go to God and say, God, I, I'm dealing with this. Yes. 
I, I, I don't want to be like this. Mm -hmm. Lord, I'm dealing with contention. <laughs> you know, when my husband says something, I go at it. You know, I'm dealing with that, Lord. Yes. You know, and yes. what, that's in me. Yes. And you're saying that's not what you need right now, baby. When, you're, when you have kids that need to be lifted up in prayer, you don't need to be fighting. So what do I do? I need to go to God. Yes. I need to be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't need to hide it. I don't yes. need to talk about Sister Mary that's dealing with fornication. Yes. That's her stuff. Yes. I got some stuff. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I want the chopping block. Yes. And deal with the things that God has inside of me that he wants me to get over and overcome. Yes. See, Jesus provides us an example on how to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Yes. We're not to walk in the flesh. Let's turn to John. Alright, so as I mentioned, there's no competition in the kingdom of God. Amen. There's no competition. When you have that inside of you, 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 you need to pray. When you recognize, you hear somebody doing something in your mind, you're like, well, I'm going to get up. Like my husband mentioned, you hear somebody give a testimony, and then you say, well, let me one-up them. I can one-up them and give a testimony. When you, you, when, you, when you do that, you need to go pray. Mm -hmm. Because that's not the kingdom way. There's no competition. We're not competing with one another. Amen? Amen. And Jesus gave us that example. Let, let's look at it. Let's turn. John chapter 3 and 22. I'm going to start there. Okay. And 22. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in Enon near Salim, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, Behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. <laughs> Amen. Amen. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has a bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Who comes from above all, he who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Amen? Amen. So, they're coming and they're going to try to you know, this competition. And John had to, like, stop it. No. There are different roles. He understood his role and Jesus had a role. We all have different roles and different parts to play. And when you don't know your role, get before God, pray, and ask him. He'll tell you what he wants you to do. It may not be the same thing that I'm doing, what Marie's doing. 
Everybody has a different role. Amen. And your role is just as important. That's right. Amen. And when you get out of your role to take somebody else's role, where does it leave what God called you to do? Yeah. There's an empty spot there. Yeah. So, but, but don't allow the enemy to come and say and put thoughts in your head. Well, I need to be doing this or I need to be. No, you seek out the Lord and he will show you what he has for you. So let me go on and go down to verse 4. Therefore the Lord knew that the, the Pharisees heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again to Galilee. So let's look at that again and slow it down. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had made and baptized more disciples than John. So if he was in a competition, you know, he would be trying to continue to baptize more than John and outdo John. They got a competition going, right? Mm -mm. That ain't what Jesus did. He left. He left the area. When they started talking about a competition, he pulled out. He pulled out and went to Samaria and talked to how many people? One. That I deep. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Whereas you're talking about numbers and churches. Let's pack this church out. Let's do that. That wasn't Jesus. That wasn't him. He pulled out and he went to Samaria to see this one lady and went and talked to her while they're going on about numbers. Because he's more concerned about the quality of life than the quantity. He's not caught up in the numbers. Because he can minister to one person and that one person can go talk to another person and then another person, he understands multiplication better than we ever could. We don't understand it. You can pack a church with 50,000 people who don't know Christ and you ain't did nothing. Where you can talk to one person, tell them about Jesus, and they can go talk to someone else and it multiplies. We can fill this church up with 20 people that love Jesus and we're doing more than someone that has 50,000. Because it's more about getting to know Christ than it is about the numbers. And he knows each person and what they're designed to do and who they're designed to touch. Yes, amen. He knows the end from the beginning. Yes. He's doing stuff. He's yes. orchestrating. Yes. But for us to remain in the kingdom, we cannot operate in the flesh. Amen. We have to crucify our flesh. Yes. We can't be driven by the flesh. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. God is concerned about our lives. We should operate out of the kingdom. We need the kingdom, guys. We need the kingdom for coronavirus. We need the kingdom. We need the touch of heaven to help us with this. So the reason the things aren't being taken care of, that's us. That's us. We're clogged up. We're clogged. We're blowing, we're stopping the flow. So the kingdom does not come, and that's Luke 17, 20. The kingdom does not come just by observation. The kingdom of God does not come with observation, mm -hmm. nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Mm -hmm. So you should be carrying the kingdom everywhere you go. Yes. Unless you clog. Mm. And how can you be clogged? If you're operating in the flesh. 
When you see competition in the church, that's the work of the flesh. When churches are competing with one another, that's the work of the flesh. Get away from that. Get away from that. Because there are two kingdoms. Kingdom of God, kingdom of Satan. Get away from that. Churches should not be competing. Churches should be working together. What can I do for you? What do you need so we can feed more people to tell them about Jesus Christ? Because yes. if your intention is on God, mm -hmm. then we're all on the same page. Yes. Whose team are you on? Whose yes. side are you on? Yes. Selfish ambitions. Selfish. Mm. We do what we do because we love Jesus. Yes. We do what we do because... We're, we're seeking to please the Lord. Amen. Nothing more. Not our ambitions to feel good about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about feeling good about yourself. Turn to Luke. Luke chapter 18. Now, I really want you all to listen to this and get this. I am getting ready to close. All right. All right. So Luke, chapter 18. Let's start at verse 9. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as a tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give the, tenth, the tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. When you have stuff inside of you, you go to God, you ask him to help you with it. Ask him to get that out of you. You don't stand in your flesh and make it seem like you're righteous. Because in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. Mm -hmm. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. If I feel good, I feel good because of my relationship with God. Amen. Not because of anything I've done. Not because of anything I've said. But it is because of the relationship that I have with Christ. Amen. And Jesus himself said the same thing. Let's drop down. Verse 18. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? First time you hear somebody walk up to you and say something to you like flattery, my thought, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus is no different. What you want? 
Oh, you know, you're the best. Oh, I ain't never. Oh, you're just so good. Oh, you're such a good person. Mm-hmm. You want something from me. <laughs> that is what I'm thinking in the back of my head when you do that. <laughs> and Jesus is no different. You know, and he, he says to him, so Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? Mm-hmm. And this is Jesus. Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And even in that, this gentleman said he did that, but there was still something more was inside of him. You see what I'm saying? So we don't do what we do to feel good about ourselves. I don't tell you about Jesus so I feel good about me. You know, you should be at peace. That's the place God wants you to be at. In peace that you know that your sins have been, you know, forgiven and you have a relationship with the Father. Peace, but not that I'm good. I don't boast in that. I don't I don't look down on someone else and say, oh gosh. No. No, not at all. No one is perfect, but we are at peace with God. I prefer to know that I'm in right standing with God. That brings the peace, that I'm in right standing with him. So I don't have to go around and do deeds and works to feel good about myself. I don't have to even go to work, which I do work. If a man don't work, don't let him eat. I work, but at my job, I can have a bad day. Someone can say I'm the worst person they ever met in their life. It's not going to make me feel bad about myself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because it's not contingent upon you. So I've met many people who go into a field and they do it because they want to feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good. Because you can have a bad day. And somebody can tell you they can't stand you, they don't want you near you, and, and you didn't even do anything. But the thing about it, you work as unto the Lord. Your work is to the Lord. When you're working, you're, you're working as unto God. You're like, God, how, how was I today? Did you like it when I did that for that patient? Was that good? What more you want me to do for them? Nobody else got to know about this. The Bible said don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Amen. A lot of times I'm doing stuff I can't even tell you who I don't I don't talk who I've reached to because it's not a it's not that cognitively I'm not keeping a record of it. I'm not sitting and saying, oh, I helped this person, I did this for that person, I did. I'm not thinking like that. When you come into my path, God, what do you want me to do? How can I bring the kingdom down here today? What is it? I have to be clear, no, not clogged, not operating in my flesh so the kingdom can't be evident. I got to be able to hear, and then the work is done. So he's working through us to accomplish what he wants done on this earth. Amen. But it doesn't happen when we're operating in our flesh, yes. when we're not in our right position. Where are you? Adam, where are you? Phil. Rasan, Derek, where are you? When God is ready for to use you, where are you? And that's the same position. And so that's why we get into God's presence and we're like, God, show me. And if he shows you like me, 
like he showed me, you know, the accusation, you always, that got to stop that. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> He's so happy preaching again now. <laughs> She's studying her Bible and learning. <laughs> but we have to do the word. Not just be a hearer alone, but a doer of the word. So now that I've learned, now that I've, I've, God has given me understanding of discord and how discord and how harmony works and how having that discord, you're not getting up to heaven with that mess. That mess is not going anywhere. It's just staying right on the ground. There's no open heaven to that. So then I got to change the way I operate, change the way I speak. You know, and Amen. would I be tempted? I will. <laughs> so I know that. But this is it. All I am done. And my daughter was supposed to give me a sign to say, hey, you've gone. You preached so long. So the goal today was not to be up here so long that I give you so many scriptures that I inundate you. I just wanted to make sure we understand the importance of operating in the kingdom and understanding that there are two different kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Amen. And I know everybody wants to operate in the kingdom of God. And you Amen. want the finger Amen. of God to come Amen. down. Amen. So we got to change some things. Amen. In order to be that kingdom um, believer. Amen? Amen. 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 Pastor Rasan, you can take it from there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. some of the things, you know, the Lord had uh, been sharing me this, for this week, but, you know, next week we'll come back again talking about the Holy Spirit, because uh, we're going to stay on the Holy Spirit for a little while, Amen. you know. Um, what's a little while? I don't know. But, <laughs> but, you know, the Holy Spirit is important, but, you know, um, Marshall said some things, and you know, what clicked is that it's not about necessarily drawing people into a particular church building. Marie, you hit on it. Um, I don't know if it was Wednesday, but I think I said something about it. Probably last week, I think. But, um, you know, we are the church, right? Amen. So the fact that we are the church, you know, it should be a competition thing. And, you know, we got all these people coming up with different strategies and ideas and things like that to try to get people to come in and get them not to leave. No. It, it, how about the Holy Spirit? How about the Holy Spirit and the Word of God? That, that's what we need, and that is the problem with the church in America. And, you know, I'm starting to see, slowly, surely more churches, more pastors starting to teach from the Word, and not this junk we've been getting for years in this country. Right? And, and this is why, you know, I believe the church will come back to God moving, because we won't be clogged. Right? We won't be clogged. And, you know, and this is, this is a word that... You know, should challenge all of us, right? I'm challenged by it, right? You know, um, my wife said she was challenged by it. But, you know, we're not going to be perfect. But even, you know, the, I think it was the second song um, that played, you know, I Will Always Worship You, right? We sing it, but do we always do that, right? Regardless of what's going on in our circumstance and our situation, do we always worship Him, right? So even if I'm in the hospital going to the ER, Am I still worshiping him? Yes. Right? So, you know, I can say when I went, you know, I was in pain, 
and, and not that I thought I was going to die, but I, you know, I told my wife she didn't like me saying it. But I said, if I was to die, I would be at peace. I was at peace. Praise the Lord. You know, I was at peace. And, but that's how we should all be. Amen. And if, if, if we're not to that point, something is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. we, we have to ask ourselves why. Amen. Maybe it is, like she spoke about, that we're clogged. Mm -hmm. right? we, we can't be clogged. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we always have to find time to worship because, you know, yes. I've said it yes. before, regardless of our circumstances, God is still God. Amen. Right? We, yes. we, we're still... Yes, worthy to be praised. We're still Amen. people, we're still human, you know, but yes. God is God regardless, you yes. know, the good days and the bad days, Amen. right? Whether it's springtime yes. or wintertime, right? Yes. You know, we talked about it earlier before, sir, we want springtime yes. to get here. Yes. But God is still God, whether Amen. it's a blizzard, Amen. whether it's a hurricane, you know, yes. we, we know the results of, you know, hurricanes and things like that. Results mm -hmm. of sin, ultimately. Right? Yes. It's really the uh, result of sin because that was not God's intention when he created yes. there. Right? So, you know, we, we we have to, this is not an easy walk. And mm. it's not a walk for the faint-hearted. Right? right. Um, but it's a walk that we have to keep in remembrance and get in the word like we got tonight. Yes. Right? We, we, we have to, and, and the word, when it comes from the Bible, it's going to be a hard word and it should be challenging. Yes. Right, Amen. not like what Phil says to tickle our ears. Amen. Right, and it can't be tickling because if it's a word that tickles our ears, then when we find ourselves in rough situations, mm -hmm. then we're gonna fall. Right? right, and guess what? God knows, but the enemy knows. Yes. See, the enemy knows what can get us all ticked off. Right, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, we may all have different things mm -hmm. that can set us off. Yes. but ultimately. Is that my wife read the works of the flesh? We have the fruit of the spirit. We have the Holy Spirit to keep us yes. in that balance, and that's what we have to re Amen. remember. And that's who we, we have to fellowship. And that goes back to what I talked about last week. You know, what are you filled with? Right? Mm -hmm. If you fill with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. man, you're gonna be at peace. Yeah. Right? Yes. You're gonna have joy. Amen. Not happiness, right? Because <laughs> I talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Happiness is based on circumstances. Yes. But you're going to have joy. Yes. You can have joy regardless of the, search, the, the situation yes. that's going on. Amen. That's what's going to keep us digging in this word. Amen. Studying in the word to show ourselves approved, right? Yes. A workman that needed not to be not ashamed. To be ashamed. Come on. That's right. Yes. So that's what we, we have to remember. Amen. And I, I'm not going to get up here preaching. Don't get me started, mother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Come on. But, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we have to... To me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But, you know, God is good. God yes, is faithful. Is. And yes, we have is. to be faithful to Him. And, and really, in our walk as Christians, the missing yes. ingredient is the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's the Holy Spirit. And that's what a lot of Christians don't know. And that's why we're going to continue to dig deep into it because, you know, I mentioned it last week, a lot of churches, pastors don't talk about the Holy Spirit. No, they don't. You know, and the Holy Spirit. It, you know, walking in his fullness. You know, as Christians, we all have the Holy Spirit in us, but we need his fullness. Yes. We need his power, right? Yes. And yes. that is what's going to keep us. Yes, the come, Holy on, Spirit. come on, He's come, on, keep come us. on, come on. No, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> but no, we, we, we do need the Holy Spirit, yes, and it's do. not Amen. just, like Amen. I said, it's not just about the miracles, mm. right? Because, yes. you know, is it wonderful that God does miracles still? Absolutely. Yes, right? Yes. Do 
I want to see miracles? Absolutely. Yes. Right? Because yes. that that's what he basically established church off of. Mm -hmm. Our church off of, you know, um, healing, restoration, and deliverance. Mm -hmm. Right? And sometimes that can come through miracles, and sometimes it may not be necessary about miracles. Like I talked about, sometimes it may be changing your diet or mm -hmm. adding water to my diet. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, you know, but God is good. Yes, he is. God is good. Yes, and, and we have to go for and remember that God is good. Yes, um, you know, circumstance, yes, all the time. We know we're going to face circumstances, right? Yes. It's not always going to be easy, right? Mm -hmm. And we're, we're always not going to feel God's presence on us, right? Mm -hmm. But that's where the helmet of salvation comes on. And, yes. and again, that all goes back to the Word of God. Yes. Where we stop. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have to, yes. if we save, we have to know we save. Amen. Right? It's not yeah. about the feeling. Yes. Yes. You know, right. oh God, I'm going to feel you today. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't feel him a lot of times. You know, and then sometimes he just comes. Yes. Right? I can just be walking in the grocery store yes. and then his presence just comes. Amen. Right? That's the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's yes. the Holy Spirit. Yes. Right? Because yes. God's on the inside of me. Right? Yes. So everywhere I go, yes. I'm going back to my buddy. Again, so let me stop. Yes. All right. <laughs> God, no you know. <laughs> Amen. So I guess maybe I better preach, but it was time for him to watch this brief show. That was a good word. So it inspired me. See? It inspired me. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, you all were inspired. You know, um, we don't give up. We don't believe in giving fluff, you know, out of anybody that comes up here. You know, we want to give the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Right? The truth hurts. Right? So some of the things she talked about, it may hurt me, you know, because now what do I have to practice, right? And that's a good thing, because yes, the truth is. set us free, yes, right? That's right? But if we ignore the truth, then we go back to works of the flesh, and then whose kingdom we're supporting? It's not the kingdom of God, but it's the kingdom of the devil, right? And that's what's being displayed by quote-unquote churches and quote-unquote Christians today, and that has to stop, right? So, like I told y'all, I'm, I'm gonna make it hard on y'all sin. So when y'all sin, y'all want y'all to see my face. <laughs> doing something you're not supposed to be doing. See my face. <laughs> see Christ first. But man, I can't get son out of my head. Regardless <laughs> of what it is, God, Let's bow our heads.